Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you have come to surrender yourself to the Lord tonight? Amen. To surrender to his word, to surrender to his presence, most of all, to surrender to his will. Tonight we will be celebrating with those that have our candidates for water baptism. If you're not aware of that, that's uh, what we're going to focus on specifically tonight. But as always, whenever we have water baptism, we want to give time to the Word of God. Amen? So I'm not here to bore you or to take up your time, but I am here to prepare our hearts for this celebration of water baptism through the power of God's Word. I know we've prayed for the needs of the people, but one more time we're to go to the Lord in prayer because I need His anointing. I need His strength. And you need His You need his spirit to receive what he has to say as well. Amen. So, Father God, we just commit this evening to you. And God, we ask that your Holy Spirit that's already in this place, Father God, would fill our lives this evening. I pray, Father God, especially for those that have come to participate in water baptism. God, that this would be a special, memorable, life-changing event in their lives, God. That as they devote and dedicate themselves to you, Father, that you would truly fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit in their lives. God, I pray for your anointing upon me as well, Father. God, that you would give me clarity of thought, clarity of word. God, that every word that I speak would make its way into the soul of your people, Father. That their lives would be challenged and changed, God. So anoint us, Father God, to do your will this evening. We thank you for the opportunity to come into your house. And we give you the praise and the glory for it. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Like I said tonight, it's water baptism. I want to speak to you tonight on, title of my message is, Why Water Baptism? I know I've preached on water baptism a few times, uh, as we do water baptism. But I want to try to bring a few new points to you concerning baptism and some old reminders as well. Because how many of you know it's good to be stirred up by way of remembrance? Amen. It's good to remember what God has done for us. So for those of you that have already been baptized in water, uh, I I want this to serve as a reminder for you of what God has done. I want tonight to serve as a reminder of the day that God set you free from your sin. God brought you out of your miry clay, that God brought you out of your sinking sand and, and put you on the rock eternal. I want us to be reminded of the day that God brought us out of darkness and into his glorious light. Amen. The day that our sins, which were scarlet, were washed away and made white as snow. So as we baptize those that are candidates for baptism, I want to encourage you to remember what God has done for you. Amen. For those that are new to baptism, those that this is your first experience of being baptized in water, I want us to understand that this is one of the most important steps I believe you can take after getting saved. It is uh, actually recorded in Scripture as being one of the first ordinances or one of the first commands that God speaks to his children after they are saved. I believe it's one of the first fruits or one of the first acts of obedience and worship that we can demonstrate to God once he has saved our soul. The truth is, baptism is a fundamental building block of our faith. And I encourage all of us to make sure that we build upon that. That when we come up out of the water, that there's much to do. And that it doesn't just stop there. That is just an entrance into our fellowship with the Father, an entrance into the kingdom of God. And and there's new responsibilities and obligations that we have. The baptism of Jesus himself 
In Scripture, Mark's the beginning of his own public ministry. In Mark chapter 1 and the other Gospels, it is recorded uh, that Jesus' public ministry did not start until after he himself was baptized in water. It wasn't until he came up out of the water himself after being baptized by his cousin John that the father pronounced to the world that he was his son. His public ministry began after Jesus himself came up out of the water. It wasn't until after Jesus was baptized that he heard his father say, You are my son, and in you I am well pleased. So I want you to understand, if you want to be well pleasing to the father... You can be pleasing through water baptism. If you want to be pleasing to the Father as a son or a daughter of Jesus Christ, you can do so and will do so through being baptized in water. There might be some of you in the house tonight that you've been saved, you've been in church, you've given your heart to God, but you've never exercised the practice or the command of water baptism in your life. And I want to encourage you tonight to let the word uh, find a place in your heart so that you might respond and, and demonstrate your devotion through water baptism this evening. If you want to be well-pleasing, this is where I believe it begins. Just as it was with Jesus, I believe water baptism marks our first step into ministry. How many of you know that it's not the pastor alone that's called into ministry? Every single one of us that consider ourselves sons and daughters of Christ have been called into ministry. The ministry of bringing the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. And in Jesus' life, his ministry began after baptism. And I believe in the same way that when we come up out of this water, our ministry begins as well. A ministry to bring good news to the world that's lost and dying, that needs to know and hear about Jesus Christ. And it's what God has called us to. I believe it's more than a coincidence that the very first act God requires of the new man is an act of humility. I believe it's more than a coincidence that the very first act that God requires of those that have been born again is an act of submission to his will. And that act is demonstrated through this ordinance of water baptism. It's how we demonstrate our devotion to Jesus Christ. It's how we say to the Lord God, our Savior, I'm ready for ministry. I'm ready to be set apart from this world. I'm ready to be a, an honorable vessel. I'm ready to be used for noble purposes. I'm ready to set myself apart from the contaminating influences of this world so that I can be profitable to the kingdom of God, so that I can be fit and ready for every good work. Amen? This is what water baptism is all about. And for those of you that go through that water, that is the confession that you are making to Jesus Christ. That I'm ready to be used by you, God. I'm ready to be a vessel of honor. Amen? It's my belief that our ministry to the world, like I said, actually begins with a demonstration of our devotion to the will of God being accomplished in our life. The Word of God makes it clear that baptism is not to be treated as an option among His people. The Word of God makes it very clear in numerous verses that baptism and salvation go hand in hand. That repentance and baptism go hand in hand. Because the reality is, there may be a lot of individuals in the house of God, and you may be one of them, that, made a, that, that, that came to the Lord in, in a place of isolation. 
You might have given your heart to the Lord in a place of isolation where no one else was around. No one else saw. No one else heard. But when it comes to water baptism, you are proclaiming to everyone around you and everyone that sees, I now belong to Jesus Christ. You see, there should be nothing secretive about our salvation. There should be nothing secretive about our covenant commitment to Jesus Christ. And when you come up here this evening and step into this water, you are announcing to this world that I have entered into a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. If you've never taken this step, you've never made that declaration, tonight is the night for you to do that. In Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And one of the very first things the Word of God commands us to do after we are born again, after we have become part of the family of God, after we have repented, after we have received salvation, is to be baptized. Peter said in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, in one of his first recorded sermons, while he's standing on a mountainside preaching to over 3,000 people, he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. He didn't say, repent and be baptized, some of you. He didn't say, repent and be baptized, those of you who made your way to the front of the crowd. He said, repent and be baptized, every single one of you, for the remission of your sins. See, he was letting the people know that there needs to be some sort of outward demonstration of our devotion to Jesus Christ. And it begins at this place of water baptism, church. This is what we have to understand, that water baptism is an outward demonstration of a new inner birth. A new inner birth. It's a demonstration that proves to the world that I am a new creation, that old things have passed away and all things have become new. Just like every child that is born into this world has to come through the water, so, is, so should every individual that is born again through the Spirit of God, they should come through the water as well. We need to understand that this is a symbol of a new birth. This stands as a symbol that I have come out of darkness into God's glorious light. It announces to the world that I have been born again. I'm a new man, a new creation, a new woman. Amen. That has been born into a new kingdom. That's why we use water baptism. It is to symbolize our new birth. Just like a baby comes into the world, into this world through the water, we come into the kingdom of God through this same symbolism, through water. What we have to understand, remember when the children of Israel came out of bondage, when they came out of slavery, how many of you know slavery represents sin? Slavery represents being yoked to this world. But when the children of Israel came out of bondage, the very first thing they went through was the water. And we need to do the same exact thing. It's demonstrating that I am now the chains are broken. Now the, the prison doors are open. Now I've been set free. Now I'm on my way to my promise. Now I'm on the way to a deeper relationship with the Father. That's what this simple pool of water means. It means that God has brought me out of darkness, brought me out of bondage, brought me out of slavery. He has broke the yoke of sin over my life, and I'm going to rejoice and thank God and be glad that I've been set free. That's what this stands for. And the reality is, 
Just like when the children of Israel got on the other side of the Red Sea, God shut that sea on the enemy and he washed them away. He does the same exact thing with our sin. When we, when we demonstrate our devotion to him, when we come to him, when we go through this water, we're saying, God, I have faith in the fact that you have separated my sins from me as far as the east is from the west. And I don't have to see them ever again, that the power of sin and the power of bondage has been broken over my life and I have been set free like the children of Israel were set free from Pharaoh. That's what it means to go through the water. Amen. This is the freedom that God has granted us. Baptism serves also as evidence of previous guilt. I know we don't like to hear that, but guess what? We're all guilty. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And when we go through the water, we are willing to say, God, I was guilty. God, I was filled with sin. When you go through the water, it says, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was in prison, but now, thank God, he set me free. That's what going through the water is all about. And that's why it is such an important practice in our faith, church, to demonstrate our affection to God and our devotion to God. But it is also a statement to this world that I belong to Jesus Christ. Understand, however, baptism in itself is not the seed of salvation. Repentance is. A broken heart is. The saving of our soul begins at that place of repentance. But that's exactly what baptism says. It says, I needed mercy and I found it. I needed grace and I found it. I needed righteousness and I found it. I needed forgiveness and I found it. I needed a savior and I found it. And I found it in Jesus Christ. That's what baptism is all about. Please don't ever think this water in itself makes you sinless. Please don't ever think this water in itself makes you righteous. Please don't think this water in itself makes you holy. Please don't think that you can just come in one side and come out the other without ever committing your soul to Jesus Christ and think I've been washed and I've been set free and I'm on my way to heaven. The only thing that sets you free is the blood of Jesus Christ. The only thing that makes you whole is the blood of Jesus Christ. The only thing that breaks the, 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 the yoke upon you is the blood of Jesus Christ. But what this represents, when I go through this, I am saying that the blood of Jesus has washed me. The blood of Jesus has made me whole. This is what water baptism is all about, church. About the sacrifice and the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and when that happens, church... When our sins are washed away, when our sins are forgiven, when we receive that mercy and we receive that grace, the Bible tells us that the first thing we should do is be baptized in water. Baptism is our first act of obedience, church. Our first act, in my opinion, of worship. Our first act of devotion as recorded in Scripture. It is our first demonstration of devotion. Our first act of submission to the divine will of God in our life. It says, God, I'm ready to follow. It says, God, I'm ready to serve. God, I'm ready to go where you tell me to go. Do what you tell me to do. Say what you tell me to say. Be who you've called me to be. That's what water baptism is all about, church. God's divine will being done in our life. Listen, if we can't keep God's first commandment after salvation, 
How can he trust us to keep any others? If we fail to submit to this teaching that is taught over and over again in the New Testament concerning water baptism, why would God think we would submit to any others? If we can't be faithful in this first command to repent and be baptized, why should God think we should be faithful in the future? This is our first demonstration of devotion to Jesus Christ after we have repented to our sins. That's why water baptism, I believe, is a stepping stone into our faith. Because it's what God has called us to be, and it's how, why we should take it seriously. The title of my message was, Why Water Baptism? So I'm going to ask again, why water baptism? Because statistics show that Christians who do not follow Jesus in water baptism have a much higher rate of backsliding than those who do. Those who do not follow the the steps of Jesus Christ and go through the water have a greater chance of backsliding and not living the faith and keeping the faith than those who are baptized in water. Why? Because they have yet to declare God before men. You see, the reality is one of the greatest ways for you to keep the faith is is by declaring your faith to men. One of the greatest ways for you to keep your faith and stay on the path of righteousness is by declaring Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, by making yourself accountable to someone else. You see, the sad reality is in a lot of churches today, uh, we have a tendency of secretly getting saved. No one's watching. No one's listening. No one's got an eye on me. I do everything in secret, and no one knows I've been saved. And a lot of people don't even know it. They've been saved themselves. It's why God said, I want a public declaration. You see, what you and I need to realize is that salvation is a humbling experience. Uh, Salvation is not, should not be some secretive event in our life. It should be something that the whole world knows. That I've been saved, I've been washed, I've been bought, I've been born again. And we should make that public declaration. And it's one of the reasons why we do baptism. So the whole church knows So that you can have an accountability partner. So that your friends and your family and everyone else knows, guess what? I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. And I'm going to glorify God in my body. That's one of the reasons why we do water baptism, church. Because water baptism is a statement to this world that you have made a covenant commitment to Jesus Christ. Not some casual commitment. Not some come and go commitment. Not something that I'll let go of as soon as things get tough in my life. I'm telling you, baptism represents a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a commitment you'll take to the grave. A commitment you'll carry to your own cross. A commitment that you will carry through your entire life. Come hell or high water in my life. I'm in a covenant commitment with Jesus Christ. I don't care how much peer pressure comes my way. I don't care what the world has to say. I've made a covenant commitment with Jesus Christ. It's what water baptism is all about, church. Water baptism says, I have set myself apart for Christ. Water baptism tells the boyfriend and it tells the girlfriend that I don't belong to you anymore. I belong to God. It tells the boyfriend and the girlfriend that the things we used to do, we're not going to do anymore. The places we used to go, we're not going to go anymore. Why? Because I belong to God. Because like I said, I've been bought with a price. And from this day on, I'm going to glorify God in my body and not grieve the Lord by what I do with my body and who I do it with in my body. 
When you come through that water, you come out someone else's property. When you come out of that water, you come out into a new kingdom. It is the kingdom of God and holiness and righteousness. And that is the standard by which we should walk when we come out of that water. And this is what we're committing to, church. Please understand you're doing more than stepping into a jacuzzi. You're stepping into the kingdom of God and the will of God. Please understand you're stepping more, you're stepping into more than the water. You're stepping into the will of the Father that says, I will do your will. No matter what anyone else says. And I'm going to do your will and I'm going to do it faithfully. That's what water baptism is all about, church. Understand, baptism in itself, like I said, doesn't save you. It symbolizes a salvation that has already taken place in your life. Baptism in itself doesn't save you. It simply symbolizes a birth that's all, that you have already, a new birth you've already experienced. It symbolizes a new man that's already been born in your life. In Matthew 3, 13 to 17... To begin to wind this thing down, as Jesus shared earlier, we see Jesus himself coming to his cousin John to be baptized. And even though Jesus didn't need John's baptism, how many of you know Jesus didn't have any sins that needed to be washed away? How many of you know Jesus didn't have any guilt, didn't have anything that he had to make right with the Father? But he went there anyway as a symbol of his obedience to the Father. It was in submission to the Father's will. It was to teach us what obedience is all about. It was to teach us that the the number one goal we should have in our lives is to please our Father, which is in heaven. Is to do what God asks us to do. Jesus, the spotless, sinless Lamb of God, put himself in a place of humility. Please understand, Jesus humbled himself way before he came to the cross. He humbled himself from the foundation of the earth. He stepped off the throne of God and he took off his robe and he took, he was born in humility. But I want you to understand that, that his public ministry began with an act of humility as well. And if we want our ministry and life to be effective, if we want the anointing of God on our life, if we want the blessing of God on our life, if we want to be true salt and true light, guess what? It starts with an act of humility. And we can demonstrate that devotion and that act through water baptism. Remember, Jesus' baptism served as a symbol of surrender to his Father's will, and so does ours. Just like a wedding ring is an outward sign that a person is married to someone else and that they belong to another individual. Water baptism demonstrates the same exact thing. I belong to someone else. I'm married to Jesus Christ. I'm married to my Father which is in heaven. I've got a new set of rules, a new set of standards, and a new authority in my life. Just like a military uniform is an outward sign that a person is involved in a particular branch of service. Just like a police officer or a fireman is identified by their uniform, so are we through water baptism. Being baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is a symbol designed by God, not man, 
Please understand me. This is not man's design, my design, your pastor's design. This is God's design. It was designed by God to identify a person as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And if you want to be a true disciple, it starts right here. If you want to be a true disciple, it starts with humility and obedience and an act of worship to our Father. That's why we do water baptism. Some of the words which Jesus spoke that we cannot afford to forget are recorded in Matthew 10:32 when he said if you confess me before men I will confess you before my father but if you deny me before men I will deny you before my father and what we have to realize is that water baptism church is part of that confession water baptism is 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 in my opinion if we follow scripture repent and be baptized We shouldn't wait 5, 10, 15 years to demonstrate this devotion to God. If we truly are devoted to God, this is one of the first acts of obedience we should participate in and conform to the will of God in our life. As I close, the very first, or ultimately, let me say it this way, ultimately this message on water baptism goes back to Jesus' statement In John 14, 15, when he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will do what I say. If you love me, you will follow what I have asked you to do and follow in my footsteps. And tonight, the reality is we have a chance to do just that. We have a chance to show God that I love you. We have a chance to show our family, our church family, our physical family, our friends, relatives, and this whole world that I love Jesus and I belong to him. We have an opportunity to demonstrate our worship, our devotion, and our dedication to Jesus Christ by becoming willing to go through the water and demonstrate that I'm a new creature and I belong to God. So once again, the question is, why water baptism? Hopefully your answer is, because I love them. Hopefully your answer is, because I want to please them. Hopefully your answer is, because he's asked me to, and I'm going to do it. That's how simple Christian life should be. You know that, church? That when God asks us to do something, we don't kick, we don't scream, we don't fuss. We trust that he's a loving father that knows the best way to open up the windows of heaven into our life. And this is one of the ways that we can do that. So here's what I'm going to here's here's my challenge for tonight. I don't know how many of you are saved. I don't know how many of you have ever been baptized. I don't know how many of you have gone away from the Lord and come back and feel like you have to demonstrate your devotion once again by being rebaptized. But. Whether you have signed up for water baptism or not, whether you signed that registry or not, this this pool is open for anyone that needs to recommit their life to Christ. For anyone that says, the Holy Spirit has moved on my heart and spoken to me, and I really need to make that declaration of faith in my life. So I encourage you that as I pray and when I call the people to the to, to come over here to make a line to... Come and be baptized. If God's spoken to your heart tonight, not man, but if God has spoken to your heart and you feel moved to be a part of what God's doing tonight, I want you to get up from your seat and I want you to join them. Amen.
Let's just go to the Lord in prayer as we prepare to celebrate with our people. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your presence that's in this place tonight. God, first of all, I thank you for the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, that has the power to wash away every sin because we wouldn't even be celebrating baptism if it wasn't for Jesus and it wasn't for His blood. If it wasn't for His humility and it wasn't for His sacrifice and it wasn't for His obedience. So, God, I know you know the hearts of everyone in this house tonight. There may be someone here, God, that needs to get it right with you again. There may, need, there may be someone in the house that's never made this, this public demonstration of devotion to you. And, God, if this is their time and the moment you want them to demonstrate that devotion, I pray that you would speak to them, God, and allow them to join us in the celebration. God, I pray that you would just prepare the hearts for everyone that comes, that this is more than just a meaningless a ritual that we do, but that it truly becomes a spiritual awakening in their life, that it's this part of this spiritual understanding that they have entered now into a new kingdom, they're part of a new family, that they would from this day forward glorify you in all that they do in word and in deed. We thank you for your word, God, and pray that it would find a fertile place in our heart. We give you praise and glory for it. And all of God's people said, amen. Can we just bless the Lord tonight, church, for his word? Amen. I don't want to speak for the pastor. If he wants to speak, that's fine. But if you are a candidate or you feel like you want to be part of baptism, please make your way back of the church around this side. Is that the way we're doing it tonight? We're going to come up this side and make our way. So any candidates... Please make your way over there now. Thank you.